0: Hello and welcome back to the Two Kinky Women podcast, where we dish and kvetch all about everything kink. I am your co-host, Midnight Lady, and my partner in crime is Mistress Gabrielle. So glad
1: uh, to have you uh, with us again today. Um it's always so so much fun to uh, start a new podcast, a new topic. It brings up so many uh, subjects and ideas and concepts that uh, we just love to talk about. Uh, by the way, we love questions. We love comments. We want your questions and comments. Please email us at tkw at twokinkywomen.com. That's uh, a numeric to, again, tkw at To kinkywomen.com. And while you're there, sign up for the email newsletter and get your free downloadable beginner's guide to kink. And um, you can also find us at our homepage to kinkywomenpodcast.com. In fact, many of you are probably listening to us at this moment from the webpage to kinkywomenpodcast.com. You can also read uh, little snippets of a diary by Midnight Lady. Ha ha. And uh, by Mistress Gabrielle. Snippets of the diary, because we don't think anybody can handle more than a snippet. Actually, I don't know if I can handle more than a snippet of my own diary, to tell you the truth. Um, Also, we invite you to download the free infographic, which we make available on the topic that we're discussing every month. And uh, at that point,
0: um, what are we talking about today? Today is something, uh, we're straight shooters here, and we're going to be talking about communicating difficult topics with your partner. Ah, And I feel like a lot of times people talk about the great scenes they had, uh, uh, things that they did that were awesome, but I don't hear too many conversations about the bad scene they had or the difficult time they're having with their spouse or their partner or their dominant. So I think it's important to, for us to recognize and maybe someone out there is listening who is having this very particular problem and doesn't know what to do about it. So we're hoping that at least we might give you some food for thought uh, on discussing some of these difficult topics. Um, Things like uh, you're kinky, but your partner's vanilla. How do you get your vanilla partner involved in your kink?
1: How indeed.
0: Uh, You can, A, Tell them, be honest with them, be your authentic self. But there's a caveat with that. Tell them like you've won the lottery. Do not tell them like you have cancer (laughs) or some incurable disease. Uh, Dan Savage always talks about this. If you tell them like you have some incurable, contagious disease then they are going to act like it's an incurable uh, disease. But if you tell them like, oh my God, I get to do this thing that I love and it makes me feel sexy and hot and great and horny and I can't wait to share it with you so we could do it together. They are much, much, much more likely to see it as a road to your uh, deepening relationship. But if you tell them, like, well, you know, I do this thing that, you know, um, it, it's like cancer and, <laughs> and um, you know, they are not going to be excited to even give it a, a thought or even give it a shot. may not be their thing, but they might try it. If you sell them on it in such a way that doesn't make them feel like they've inherited uh, cancer. Uh, So you really need to think about how you are presenting this package.
1: Absolutely, you do. And there are so many different ways that you can present it. Um, Midnight Lady, you're going to talk a little bit about uh, the kinds of media you can expose uh, your partner Uh, to when you are discussing uh, difficult topics. And I'm going to talk about some of the ways that you uh, uh, do yourself uh, outstanding damage. You do yourself absolutely no favors when you hide who you are Mm -hmm. to the person who's supposed to be sharing your life. And of course, you know, there are other people that you might want to uh, communicate difficult topics to. Some people want to know, uh, you know, I don't I don't want to hide this. I don't want to have to throw put everything in closets or uh wear something different and take off the collar whenever my parents come over. Or uh my husband uh, you know, uh, uh is uh is 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 inviting two guys over, uh two of his partners over for dinner. And um, um, I really don't want to tell them what's going on and things along those lines. But then again, look at our house. It's pretty obvious. Look at all the paintings we have around. So how do I handle something like that? All different kinds of things. How about going to the doctor? And the doctor notices. We have black and blues up the whiz-wang when we turn over on that examining table. How did you get these is the question. So what's the answer? OK, a uh, therapist. OK, what about a therapist? Do we, want to, we want to find a doctor and a therapist, actually, who are not going to be judgmental. Uh, we don't want anybody to be judgmental. Nobody has a right to be judgmental. You're a consenting adult. You do what you do. That's where it's at. OK, as long as you're not hurting somebody else, well, harming somebody else or harming yourself. So there are lots of different scenarios where we want to communicate a difficult Difficult topic, but um, in terms of in terms of um, uh, some of the media that's out there, uh, ML, what 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 are you what are you thinking
0: <laughs> about? Uh, well, when I first got into the scene, I was still dating vanilla men, and I had a very surefire way to figure out if they were kinky. So I, I my first marriage was who a very vanilla, very white bread, very vanilla. Uh, we ended up getting divorced. Not because he wasn't kinky, but we had other issues. We ended up getting divorced. And I knew that I needed to find somebody kinky. Because that, I had acknowledged that and had been my authentic self after I got divorced. And said, no more vanilla men. Time, I got to have some kink in there. So I used to do, my surefire test was a movie called Exit to Eden. Oh, wow. With do I, I remember Dan, Exit Dan, to Eden? Yeah, Dan Aykroyd, Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell. Um, oh. Dana Delaney? Heck, yes. Yes. Uh, Hector uh, uh, Eleganz, Elizondo. Yes. yes, Elizondo. Um and it, it's basically a, a movie with with it's like a kinky uh, fantasy island, and you would go there and you would be as a submissive or a dominant, uh, whatever you're choosing your liking was. So my my thing was, hey, you want to watch a movie? Oh, here I haven't seen this one. I just rented it. it looks good though. And you put it on, and if they respond like, woo, that looks. Interesting, or that's kinky, or that's, ooh, wow, that's kind of neat. Or, if they respond with, oh my God, why would anybody want to do that? That's awful. I knew right away that they were not for me. So that was a, a, a way for me to judge, or at least open the door to something like that. Um, different movies, Secretary, also... Um, has has those types of themes in it,
1: and a guy might say to you, though, oh, that's a chick flick. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that chick flick. So so I know of another one which is really good, and the guy's not going to tell you this is a chick flick. And it's a series on Netflix, and I think it's called Bonding. Bonding
0: is that the best? Hysterical! So funny. Two seasons. Absolutely, absolutely freaking hysterical from beginning to end. Awesome. So funny. Um, and if you're in the scene, it's even funnier. Right. Because a lot of those jokes are really scene-oriented jokes. Right. right. Um, uh, if you were vanilla, you'd be missing out a little bit on those inside jokes. Right. Um, even Fifty Shades of Grey, not entirely realistic, but there were certain aspects that were entirely realistic to play. Is certainly entirely realistic. Um, certain aspects of it were very realistic. So um, it was a great judge and the porn. And it was like watching porn. It was yeah. so good. Yeah, um, I
1: wanted to say that Exit to Eden uh, was written uh, by Anne Rice, who recently passed away, and oh boy, will she be missed. She was very interesting in a lot of the stuff that that she wrote. A lot of her later stuff was written under uh, uh, you know uh, a pen name, but uh, Exit to Eden is a very good book and very very different, extraordinarily different than the movie. The movie mm-hmm. is a comedy essentially, uh, like a you know, a a BDSM fantasy island, as you said, the book is not like that at all. The book is very, very different. I would definitely suggest it. And it's also the kind of book I think that uh, many women would go after. So if you are a guy wondering uh, about, uh, you know, a little spicy, sexy, hot book, For your girlfriend, who uh, has absolutely uh, no idea what it is that you do, and you want to sort of gather in. Yes, ease her in. That Exit to Eden is terrific,
0: the book. Something else that you could do is go to a place like Excitement Video. Maybe a little, you know, Excitement Videos are pretty much... I think there's uh, one here we're in uh, Pennsylvania... Actually, there's a couple of them in Pennsylvania uh, within a half an hour's drive of my home, let's say. Um, an excitement video has obviously videos, but it has sex toys and it has BDM toys, B- BDSM toys. It has uh, lubes and condoms and all types of, of sex toys of a general nature, and they have BDM sex a Bd, I don't know. I can't say that tonight. BDSM <laughs> section with right. paddles and restraints and nipple clamps and right. all different things. Right. Bring your spouse or your partner to an excitement video, and see what excites.
1: Your partner. Right. And don't be afraid for to have women go into a place like this. Men and women go in all the time. Yes. Although some people will be reluctant, so work around that, no question. But you do want to expose um, the people that you're finding it difficult to communicate with to to this topic in a very non-threatening way. Yes. You don't want to um, force it on them. You don't want to intimidate them. You certainly don't want to give any kind of ultimatum or things along those lines. So that's why we say when we can approach it with a funny way, like the movie Exit to Eden... Or the television show uh, Bonding, which essentially has um, a cast of 20 somethings, I believe, or 30 somethings. Yeah, That's pretty it is much all it. Young people. And it's, it's very realistic in some ways and so totally unrealistic in others, but it's so much oh, fun. God. And I guarantee you would like it. Yeah, it's very um, funny. You, you, you cannot attempt to communicate a difficult topic by shaming anybody into it either in other words if you loved me if you wanted to make me happy
0: you would do this you
1: would do this okay that's extortion we don't do that all right we just don't it's not the way to operate there are other ways that we can approach what it is we want to tell somebody without having to go in that direction true absolutely right absolutely right And one of the other things we wanted to talk about, too, also, is how important it is before you get to that stage Uh. in a relationship where commitment looks like it's a damn good possibility. You've decided you're going to be exclusive or monogamous with somebody who has no idea what you're into. I would say that that's pretty much one of the most unfair things you can do to the person who's supposed to be your mate. Or your yeah. life partner. It's a really rotten thing it's to do. It's
0: similar to finding out uh, that you're desperate to have a baby and your husband doesn't want children. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's a pretty big blow. Yeah. Now, dominant women such as
1: myself, we are approached constantly, and I mean that seriously, constantly by married men who are sneaking around. mm um, I understand, as a human being, that everyone has a right to have their needs met. And the way, generally speaking, to get your needs met when the person you are committed to won't help you meet those needs is to go elsewhere looking for it. Generally, you might even pay for it, okay? But in this world today, there are so many women I'm talking about women right now, so many women who are willing okay to quote unquote play with married men that most married men do not find it necessary okay to go to a pro dominant a pro a dominatrix mm. or a prostitute. I hate using that word, so I will now forever use the word sex worker and not use the word prostitute because it is just so male centric and horrible to me. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, sex work is work like any other kind of work. Mm-hmm. So in any event, um, this is what <clears throat> guys would do. Okay. Today, however, like I said, there are many women who just don't care. They will play with married men. It does not bother them. It's a personal decision. Okay. I have a girlfriend <clears throat> who says to me, um, the men that I know uh, deserve to get their needs met. So yes, it's true. Everybody does have the uh, the right to have their needs met, but that doesn't necessarily mean that everybody you meet is going to be willing to help you get those needs met. I have a real problem with it. There are other people who have real problems with it, but then there are some that don't. Um, it's a personal decision. But I will say right now that the way to respect somebody else's autonomy and to respect the relationship that you are in, and I would like to hope that you do respect the relationship that you're in right now, is to be the authentic person with that person. Let them know who you are. And, of course, the time to do this, folks, is before it gets <laughs> to the commitment stage, before it gets to be married <clears throat> 10 years, and you've been playing around with a succession of... Uh, pro-doms up until then or maybe some women who don't mind that you're married or whatever the case may be when finally all of a sudden whoever you were playing with doesn't want to play with you anymore now what do you do okay now what do you do now approaching a spouse who is closed to this idea how do you know they're closed to this idea you've never discussed it you've never gone there try one of these little movies or books or something along those lines You know, live a little dangerously. See what happens. There's a lot of stuff out there. Um, The uh, uh, Nicole Kidman, Tom Cruise movie, Eyes Wide Shut.
0: Nine and a half weeks.
1: Absolutely. There's a lot of stuff out there. So let's sort of uh, recognize the fact that uh, if you're ashamed of what you're watching or what you uh, would like to participate in, whoever you're talking to or watching with, they're going to feel the same way. No question about it. So let's try to avoid that, really. Yes. <laughs> it's not, uh, not saying it's easy.
0: It's it's a little tricky, though, because some of the things that we like to do, some of the uh, activities and the fetishes that we love to engage in, there is a certain level of shame that makes it the event that makes them go bing. So... And it's you have to be careful between the shame that makes you feel awful, and the shame that makes you go bing, and make and and really makes your heart leap out of your chest. So when you tell them that they've won the lottery, int- and introduce that that shame element, but introduce it in a sexy way. It goes, Oh, I love being made to feel like I'm naughty, you know, and there's a certain amount of shame. I'm a naughty boy for for liking it this way. But if you again, if you tell them like you have cancer or some you know dinky virus that's gonna wipe out the you know neighborhood, of course they're not gonna want to be involved with it. So so you you tell them like they've won the lottery. And they are still not, um, they don't want to do it. They don't want to get involved. They don't want to touch it. Even with a 10-foot pole. Even if you set it the right way, the best way, like they won the lottery. They still just don't want to do it. Is cheating such a, such a subjective word, cheating, um, is cheating wrong? Dan Savage, who is my relationship guru, uh, he has his own podcast and listened to every week for like twenty years. Um, he says that cheating is never okay until it is. So, what does he mean by that? If you are uh, a, a good relationship, able-bodied, you're both healthy, you're both maybe you work. Or, and you are just cheating because you're a horrible person,
1: Where you have the opportunity and you can't resist it.
0: Uh, yes, you no self control and, and impulse. Monogamy <laughs> is not for you. I don't
1: want to be judgmental, by the way. Okay, I'm not trying to be judgmental. What I'm what I'm reflecting is what I have seen in terms of yes. my experience and how people have dealt with their refusal to tell their significant others on monogamy. any level.
0: Marrying someone you're, when, when you are poly and you marry someone who's monogamous and you didn't tell them that you're poly and then marrying them and expecting them to accept that you're poly when you never told them that going into it, those sorts of things. So, um, when is it okay to cheat then? It's what Dan Savage believes, and I agree with him. What he believes is if you are in a relationship where you cannot leave because your spouse is ill and needs health insurance, or your spouse is in hospice, um, maybe your spouse has some mental health challenges that make leaving impossible. Uh, Maybe you have children. Well, there are
1: also a lot of men who just simply freak out, uh, totally afraid of divorce uh, because it will ruin them financially and totally afraid of um, uh, losing their children. And women feel the same way, may I add. This is uh, equally important for either uh, a male in the relationship or a female or another male, male or a female, female. I mean, it's just... Whoever your partner is, people are afraid of this. Now, I'd like to say that a lot of this kind of fear at this stage of the game in the year 2022 is somewhat unfounded. And the reason we say this is uh, we are very much aware of many of the cases that have come down the pike uh, that have been reported on by the National Coalition for Sexual Freedom. And the responses now that we get from a lot of people uh, is that it's not so easy to get custody of children just because you're a kingster, okay? Because generally speaking... Uh, The world is very different. We've talked about this before. The world is very different than it was 20 years ago, 25 years ago, certainly 30 years ago or 40 years ago. There's no question about it. And so today it is very different. And uh, people such as the National Coalition for Sexual Freedom are right there to help you if you are, um, um, you know, uh, uh, having to deal with a situation like that. Uh, so this is not a good excuse the way it used to be a good excuse. And in fact, years ago, I don't think it was a good excuse either. But in any event, I could certainly understand somebody's reluctance to go ahead with something like this, knowing that their financial future would be completely decimated if they filed for divorce.
0: So you decide it is perfectly reasonable for you to get your needs met and stay sane so that you can stay in the relationship. You never, I shouldn't say never, you rarely hear about the marriages that were saved from cheating. You rarely hear about that. You always hear about the marriages that were destroyed by cheating, but you rarely hear about the marriages that were saved by cheating. Um, And if you are going to get your needs met, somewhere else please please be discreet don't you know uh, uh, flaunt it in your partner's face don't leave your chat window open on your computer just have a little bit of forethought uh, um, so that you don't unduly cause your partner stress But the Um, best way,
1: and I'm going to keep repeating this because this is who I am, okay? The best way not to cause that stress is to make it very clear at the outset, and this is before the commitment ceremony, this is before the engagement ring goes on the finger, and it is definitely before the wedding night. Tell them who you are. Yes. You must tell them who you are. What are you risking? You're risking the end of a very, very imperfect relationship. You are risking ending a relationship where this person who is supposed to be your quote unquote mate has no idea who, who you are. And you're going to spend the rest of your time on the down low taking a humongous number of risks, risks not yeah. just mental risks, but physical health, risks, health, health risks, risks,
0: sexually transmitted diseases, without
1: a doubt, being yeah. found out, uh, inadvertently, uh, being made a fool of in that in, in that regard and having your spouse come to you and say, why didn't you just tell me? Why didn't you just tell me what you wanted? Yeah. Guess what? You could have, but you didn't. So in any event, what can you else can you do? I mean, uh, are you willing to give it up? Uh, you're weighing your needs? Yeah. Uh, give it up or uh, leave the relationship? What should you do? I'll make a suggestion of what you ought to do. You ought to go sink a kink aware Therapist or a kink aware mental health specialist. Kink aware professionals, they're all over the place. And again, I'm going to mention my favorite group, the NCSF, National Coalition for Sexual Freedom. Looking like Google. Excellent. Them, okay. All sorts of kink aware professionals. Um, what is CAP? Kink Aware Professionals. It's a service dedicated to providing the community, and we are the community, with referrals to mental health, medical legal, and other professionals who are knowledgeable about what it is that we do, who are sensitive to what it is that we do, including our, let's put it this way, diverse expressions of sexuality, okay? You can go to www.kinkawareprofessionals.org. And these people have pledged to accepting of diverse sexualities okay they have licensed psychotherapists psychiatrists psychologists social workers medical professionals legal professionals attorneys at law other professionals accountants realtors life coaches web designers wedding officiators you name it they've got it it's a great great resource so what do you do well you tell that person who you are thinking of spending the rest of your life with, I want to see a counselor before we get married. Let's talk to somebody. Let's talk about who it is we are and what it is that we want out of this marriage. I have two bum marriages behind me. You have one. Let's go talk to somebody before we get involved with this.
0: Now, is there is there anything that you can do after you come out to your partner and they freak out and you don't want to see uh, someone on the side a professional dominatrix or someone you want to stay monogamous uh, but your partner is totally not into what you want to do you is there are is there any ask yourself this question do
1: you want to give it up
0: alternatives do you want to give it up is staying in that relationship worth the price of giving that particular activity.
1: Out. Now, of course, that's a personal decision. It yeah. can only be made by the person who's dealing with it. Somebody might say to you, I am not going to jeopardize my family uh, by coming out. But you sure are willing to jeopardize your your family while you're sneaking around all over the place. Somebody might see you. Okay? Uh-huh. And then what, what happens? All different kinds of things can happen. You, are, when you're on the down low, you are taking risks every minute of that other relationship. You are taking risks.
0: You don't not know just risk for yourself. You're taking a risk with that other person that you're engaging in these uh, activities with,
1: and you may use be using, uh, shall I say, your little brain to get involved with some of these people who are not the people you should be getting involved with. The world is made up of a lot of different kinds of people. Not everybody is a sweetheart. We Mm -hmm. know this, Hmm. okay? We don't always know who we're dealing with. We just don't, all right? We have all different kinds of things, like safe calls when we go uh, to meet somebody. We only meet in in public because you don't want to have... Well, when you're on the down low, you're taking risks, all right? You're meeting people you do not know in a hotel room yes okay and nobody what?
0: knows you're there And nobody
1: knows you're there so what can happen lots of things can happen think about these things now i'm not saying it to guilt anybody what i'm saying is you got to think you got to think with your head the and the safety one. and, and the safety okay these are very 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 important and let me ask you a question or i would ask somebody who came to me with this i would say what are you willing to give up what are you willing to lose Okay, what are you willing to lose in terms of yourself? What uh, illnesses are you willing, okay? Because the stress is so intense, hiding this. What are you willing, okay, to expose yourself to? And who is it going to benefit?
0: You can also, okay, so she's not into doing the thing you want to do. Okay, Um, and you don't want to go outside the marriage to get those needs met somewhere else. Is there something that you can do? So, well, maybe if I start a blog, um, and that'll be enough. Or I'll, I'll post on um, Reddit boards, uh, and that'll be enough.
1: I'll post my fantasies or... on Reddit, and I'll enjoy doing that. Or I'll sext with other people. Well, guess what, folks? There are some people who feel that sexting is a form of intimacy, which, if it's not cheating, it's pretty damn close, and they don't like it.
0: Oh, I don't think so. Oh, but see, you and I both have open marriages. There you go. And I was and just that's the difference. That, okay, that's the key right, right. there. Right. I was interviewed last week for the Everything Imaginable podcast. Uh huh which is actually coming out next week. My episode is coming out next week. And one of those questions that he asked me, I said, my partner and I have been married uh, 19 years. It'll be 20 years in December. And um, we've been together three years before that. Um, we've always enjoyed an open relationship. My husband never has to cheat on me, Ever. Because cheating doesn't exist for us. Because it doesn't exist for us.
1: And that, again, is something we've referred to over these podcasts as well, is determine, before you're into it, what your ideal relationship looks like. Looks like. Okay. Now, you're
0: not going to get your ideal relationship 100%.
1: But this is a basis for talking.
0: You're going to get, nobody is the one. Nobody is the one. That's another Dan Savage thing. Nobody is the one. You're gonna get sixty-five, seventy percent if you're lucky. And then you round that fucker up to the one. Because that, that's pretty good. If you get seventy percent of what you want, that's that's you're you're looking at pretty good. So this is a difficult topic though he, for a lot of people. He said to me, um, what do you credit your longevity to? You can't be with somebody, you know, you can't be with somebody for twenty three years, and, and and not have some longevity there. Some what is it that you're doing that keeps you together? I, and happy, and happy. Uh, I said, don't don't mistake me. We have issues. Everyone has issues, married, you know, you can't be married long term and not have some communication right. issues and things of that nature. I said, but our longevity is our open marriage. Uh, uh, we both recognize and understand that we cannot be 100% of what our partner needs. No, and we're both bi. I said, there is no way in this world that I can be a gay man. There just isn't. I can buy the package. I can buy the dildo, the strap-on, but I'll never be a gay man. I can't do it. So we allow for those additional needs to get met. As long as we continue to be our primary partners and we include each other in this process and
1: this is partners. this is an agreement that you guys made From and we have a podcast before right before we got married we did a podcast on polyamory yes. and open marriages and things along those lines and that's a solution for a lot of people it happens to be a solution for me as well and it's worked out very 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 yes. very well but there are traps in that as well as there <laughs> are in everything else no matter what the dynamic is in terms of the relationship, nobody's going to tell me that you should stop communicating. Communicating is the essence. And that includes letting your future mate, mate, spouse, future spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, uh, boyfriend, boyfriend, whatever it is, know who you are.
0: So here's a situation. What do you do with this this situation? So your partner um, is into... Into trying what you like. Um, And so that goes well. But then your partner says, I I tried your thing. You know, I, I want to do a thing too. I got a thing that really makes me go bing. And you hear what it is. And you are freaking out because you absolutely don't want to do it. Uh, You don't like feet. And she's like, oh, I love having my toes sucked. And you don't want to suck her toes at all. So now what do you do? You... You got her into it, and now you feel like, oh boy, (laughs) now what do I do? I do not want to suck her toes, but then if I tell her I won't suck her toes, is she going to stop doing the thing that I like?
1: Well, you've got to learn how to say no without shame. You can't say no uh, to an activity without shaming the partner. Sure you can. Absolutely. I mean, it's not a judgment call. It's just something I don't like. You can like it. Many people like it. In fact, hundreds of thousands of people like it. Go to any dungeon at an event and you'll find hundreds of people liking it. And maybe that's something that you'll do. Let's go to an event. I'll bet I can fill up your dance card with 10 guys who would just love to worship your feet. Boy, can you ever. There's no lack of foot fetishists on this planet, let me tell you. But these are things that you can do. You have to approach it. And you have to approach it sometimes with a sense of humor, sometimes with, uh, you know, um, ooh, that's not something I think I could get into right now, but I might come along to, let's see what we can do to get make me more receptible, receptible to, to it, receptible, whatever. Receptive. Receptive, that's the word. How can I be more receptive to this? Well, maybe I need to see it happening. Maybe I have to see that it's not a disgusting thing at all, but it's
0: extraordinarily sensual, okay? Or, well, my dominant loves to have his feet rubbed, loves foot massages. Well, I I won't even touch his feet with gloves. Like, I just don't like feet. I'm not a fit foot person. I, I don't like feet. Yeah. But we did find a workaround Where he can get, he, in order for it to work, he has to take a shower, scrub his feet in the shower, and then, and only then, will I rub his feet. Ah. So, he still gets his feet rubbed.
1: He found a compromise.
0: And I found a way that I can make it happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we don't do it very often, Mm -hmm. because it still skeeves me. Mm -hmm. But it. I found a way that it skeeves me less so that I can do it as a special favor. See, now here's, again, you shouldn't do anything you don't want to do. But there is a caveat to that in that you don't want to rub his feet, but you're doing it because... You want to do something special or you want to be what again my my man Dan Savage g g g good giving in game you're a good person um you will do for the other person you know
1: i will go want, with my husband to a heavy metal you know you'll, uh concert <laughs> i can't stand metal i just it just and it's so nuts. but i'll
0: game. go game
1: your I'll put in earplugs
0: to try your game there to you try go. something new, right?
1: Because they want good
0: it. giving and game. Fabulous, uh, and you give without um, tit for tat. Right. You give without uh, expectation of return, because uh, you know that if you don't if you don't get it this week, you'll get it twice next week, kind of a thing. Uh, so. So
1: you've you got the partner who really loves it. Where do you go from there? Well, you make accommodation if you can. If
0: you can. And if you can't, then you can give them permission to find it elsewhere. Or look at foot porn on the Internet. Or, you know, you, you make allowances that, that allow for each other's things that they like right. to do.
1: Find a substitute, whatever the case may be. Work it out. You usually can, generally, work it out. Like I said, you know, uh, a couple, uh, male, male, female, female, whatever it is, uh, male, female, goes to an event, uh, get somebody who's got a foot fetish, uh, and stick them on your uh, girlfriend or boyfriend's dance card, and that'll be fun. And you're there, and you watch, and you get turned on because... Your boyfriend's getting turned on, yeah. or your girlfriend's getting turned on. So, how do, you, how do you get turned on? When you see them getting turned on, it's like, wow, when this scene is over, going up to the hotel room.
0: I had, uh, I had a friend, a vanilla friend, who would say to me, oh, I don't understand. You let your husband be with other people? And I said, well, yeah. She said, how can you let him do that? How could he let him do that? I said it makes him happy. There you go. And and when he's happy, he comes back to me happy. Not only does he come back to me happy, he comes back to me horny and happy. <laughs> and who is the the recipient of that horniness? Right. I am right. the recipient of that horniness. Right. And who doesn't want a happy happy? Right. You know? Right. I would say as a
1: last ditch uh, a last ditch, um, um, thing to try to do is what I, uh, very briefly mentioned uh, a little bit earlier, which is to get, uh, yourself and, um, uh, your partner. Maybe you can't get your partner. So you go by yourself to a kink aware therapist, couples counselor. And let's talk about what it is that you can do which won't blow the marriage because you don't want to blow the marriage. You love your partner, but this person, or you're still attracted to your partner, but this person will not cooperate on any level whatsoever. Or maybe you don't know how to get that person to cooperate on any level whatsoever and without, you know, intimidating them and without, you know, uh, performing emotional blackmail on them or whatever the case may be. let get yourself to a kink aware therapist or marriage counselor.
0: There are things that happen in a marriage Where the sex sort of dries up. Um, Menopause for some women. Sometimes a lot sooner Um, than that. Maybe kids. Womanopause. Too many kids. You know what
1: womanopause is? It's not
0: menopause. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Men go through changes too. Sure they do. And I call that womanopause. Yes. uh, Because it's the opposite of menopause. Right. Um, Illness. Cancer survivors, there's a huge uh, uh, retooling after you survive cancer. Absolutely, of your, your psyche. Um,
1: the effects, the effects of um, of childbirth. Oh, uh, huge you know, effects uh, of childbirth. Uh, uh, you know the 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 uh, depression is just is just uh, yes, so post-partum. much more common than people seem to so uh, be there, aware of.
0: You have to. Um, make some allowances now their sex drive or maybe they they never told you that they were asexual um so yes it, it, we say cheating is generally not okay unless it is right in those circumstances where you have to stay sane and stay in the relationship um
1: But there are ways around it, too. A couple, a very, very fine couple that I know for many years, over 25 years. She has absolutely no interest in the scene whatsoever. Uh, He is probably one of the biggest sluts I've ever met. (laughs) However, everything is available except the actual sexual act. That he does not do with anybody else, but she goes to all the events with him. She goes to all the parties with him. He serves at parties. He's a slave. He's this. He's, that. he's everything. Okay. He makes his own toys. He's been a pony. He's been everywhere. He's been done. He's done everything, and so has she with him. But she does not participate. But she is always there, and she's a great friend to people he's friends, great friends with. It is a wonderful thing. This is called making an accommodation. Yes, because what's most important is the two of them staying together so they're going to accommodate each other's needs and how did they find that way to do this kind of thing it was a couples counselor who suggested it over 25 years ago what's the big deal go with him to a sex uh, um, uh, play toy store or whatever it is go to excitement video with him go to a test meeting with him what's the worst thing that's going to happen You throw up and you run out the door. That isn't going to happen. You're an adult, so go with him. See what's turning him on. Don't you want to know where he's coming from? Sure. All right, so try it. But they were open enough to want to do it. You never know. You never know. You never know.
0: It might grow on you. Absolutely. It might be like, oh, wait a minute. It's not a free fall in an orgy. I thought it was some crazy sexed or You know, crazed orgy.
1: And then oh, all of a sudden, you find out people are doing role play. They're acting like puppy dogs and little kittens, and and, and and
0: ponies, and ponies. And, and look, she's carrying and people around get all, a, 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 a teddy bear, and she's wearing a onesie, right? Like, oh my and, God. And, and people
1: getting dressed up. There's all sorts of cosplay, and no sex is involved whatsoever. It's just letting your Give imagination a taking over. Give
0: it a chance. It might surprise you. Uh, some of the things that, that uh, are involved in our accommodations, in our open relationship, and then maybe you can spend this last few minutes discussing some accommodations that you have with your long-term partner. Our, our number one rule is if he takes his penis out for any reason, he covers it with a condom. My my motto is, if you whip it out, cover it up. Any sex act whatsoever, um, he has to cover up his penis. Because he is going to bring that home. And, and could conceivably cause and wreak havoc. In, and in, safe
1: sex is imperative.
0: Absolutely imperative. Right. Um, so uh, whip it out, cover it up. And... Any partner that he engages in, uh, I need to know them. Right. I don't need to be their best friend. Mm-hmm. I need to see a picture. Mm-hmm. I need a name. A legal name can't be you know boo boo on life. It has. I need an actual name. And if they are uh, uh, planning a play date at a hotel overnight, I need to know the hotel. I need to know where it is. Right. I need to know the room number. Right. I get safe texts. And guess what? This is negotiation. This is communication. Those are the sorts of things. Those are the accommodations. That's right. Uh, I get safe texts. Mm -hmm. I get... And same thing with me. If I have a play date with someone who I have at a hotel or whatever, it's doing good. We just finished playing. It's 1030. We're, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And he does the same thing, absolutely we're, this, we're hanging out right the, having, these are things
1: we need to talk about. These are things we need to negotiate after we have introduced our potential partner or um already partner who we're cheating on uh, in regards to what it is we want to do. The other thing, too, is, you know, there are other people that you want to come out to sometimes as well. And there are some people that it is very important that you come out to them. And that would be, for example, your doctor. And guess what? The National Coalition for Sexual Freedom, their Kink Aware Professionals list also has a list of uh, medical 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 professionals of all kinds who are aware of kink and will not be judgmental i think it's kind of important uh you know uh when you show up at the doctor and you turn over on the examining table and you're black and blue from your shoulder blades down to your butt and the doctor says what happened here that you need to be able to tell your doctor, preferably you can tell your doctor before that. But sometimes you can't. And you know what? There are plenty of people who go to therapists who have never confided into their doc- to their doctors, their therapists or their psychologists or their social workers, that they are kinksters as well. What are you afraid of? This is the person who's helping your mental health. What
0: are you afraid of? Now, I know
1: what you're afraid of. You're afraid of judgment. You're afraid of being shamed. That's
0: the thing. And if that happens then you need to make a decision because they have judged you unfairly, let's say. They've judged you, and that judgment will color how they treat you.
1: And let's face it, there are some therapists out there who don't want to know you just as much as you don't want to know them once you've admitted to your interests, mm. as it were. And I had that happen to me. First first uh, uh, visit with a therapist who came extraordinarily well um referred and uh as soon as i told her what i was into she said, i can't handle that that's what she told me i said you know what i really appreciate your telling you telling me that telling me that right now have a good life as i left and that is that is that is the reality so there are a couple of things that you gotta you gotta think about you know what are you risking is it worth the risk is it worth who you are as a person? Is it fair to the other person not to know who you yes. are?
0: Think about that. And the that. doctor doesn't necessarily need... If you like a pony play and you never have marks, well, then there's there's the need-to-know basis. They don't need to know that because it doesn't... There's no marks on your body. It doesn't affect that relationship in any way. I just recently saw a a neurologist for the first time. And the application, the form they make you fill out, that has all your background, health information, your symptoms, all that stuff. But there was one particular question that puzzled me. Why it was even on the form to begin with? I understand you know, your medical conditions and your medications that you're on and things of that nature. Even biological information from your parents and grandparents, what they died from, this, that, and the other thing. But it said, are you sexually active? I was like, well, I can see, I guess, you know, with that question. But then it said, more than one partner? Men, and, and who do you practice this sex with? men, Women or both? And I said, interesting. Why would they need to know if I have both male and female partners? Why would they need to know that? What purpose does that serve? Now, if I say both and my uh, neurologist turns out to be sex negative, um is that information she needs to know to diagnose a neurological issue that I'm having?
1: No, I would say no. And generally speaking, we're talking about sexually transmitted diseases. And there are some doctors who don't know when to stop.
0: So I <laughs> erred on the side of need to know. Gotcha. And so I did. I said men only. Right. Sexually active, yes. Men only. Because right. uh, I felt that was too intrusive. Right. So you can always make that decision. That's right. That says you're on a need to know basis, and you do not need to know that. Like the, you don't mark. There's no reason to tell your right. doctor if you. Right. They'll never know the difference. Right.
1: So in summing up, what we want to say is, not only do you need to be an authentic person with the other people in your life, but you need more than anything else on this planet.
0: To be true to yourself. Take a risk. Be true to yourself. Take a risk that your partner will be okay with the information. If you end up not being authentic and then you try to come clean later, you're right. going to take a risk. And it might not work out so well. Right. Or you might get Yahtzee. Right. And have it work out great. Right.
1: Right. But there's you no, won't
0: know, you won't know until: Exactly. Because there's no
1: one-size-fits-all the with this kind of stuff. Yes, you are taking risks, taking risks in either way you're dealing with it, OK? But you deserve to treat whoever has committed to you, okay, fairly, and the way to do that. Is not to take advantage of the fact that they don't know anything about it. And you're going to cheat and sneak and do all different kinds of awful things. And in the meantime, who's going to pay the price? Okay? So the thing is, think about it. We're not here to tell you what you should do. We tell you what you can do. could do. Right. Absolutely. So
0: if you have any questions or comments about anything that we have discussed today, we... Are on Instagram, we Instagram, are on Pinterest, Pinterest. We are on Twitter, oh, Twitter, and starting on Fridays on Instagram. It's oh, we've been be doing
1: this for a while.
0: Ask a Mistress, yes. And uh, any questions that we get through the email, we have been answering on Instagram because on we, Fridays, on Fridays, because mm-hmm. we felt that that you would get a quicker answer on fridays on instagram than you would if we waited for the next podcast in the following month
1: right absolutely and this
0: way we can answer more questions Mm -hmm. more questions quicker
1: so keep those cards and letters coming in we want to hear the questions we want the comments email us again remember what we told you tkw at to kinkywomen.com while you're there sign up for the email newsletter get your free downloadable beginner's guide to kink if you don't need it give it to somebody who does i'm sure you know somebody who could use a free downloadable beginner's guide to kink like maybe your spouse okay anyway <laughs> you can find us uh on our homepage, kinky kinkywomenpodcast.com Read our diary. Uh, Midnight Lady has some wonderful snippets, and Mistress Gabrielle. Oh boy, just wait! <laughs>
0: oh, so much goodness, <laughs> so coming. much
1: good stuff, and uh, of course, we feature our free downloadable. Infographic, depending upon Each the particular month. yeah subject that we're doing. Um, thanks again, everybody, for uh, sticking with us, for listening, uh, for uh, talking about us, for referring uh, your friends and your neighbors, if you're on that type of a relationship <laughs> with your neighbors, and uh, yeah. we we are grateful for that. Thank you, thank you, and we are two kinky women, and uh, we want you, you. To be kinky, too. Yes, we do. Take care, everybody. See you next time.